everybody welcome to the who cares podcast my name is patrick and this is my wife over here my name is ross what's up and this is our podcast we talk about on this episode quarantine activities trash tv we talk a little bit about our polyamorous lifestyle. Yeah, we transitioned. Yeah. Uh, we have quite a long talk about how we might raise our daughter in this modern love familial construct. Wow. Will it all end? Will we take on <laughs> traditional gender roles? Find out next on Who Cares <laughs> About Ross and Patrick. That was good. About Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? Who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's a pandemic, and I'm sure you missed us, but... We, Here we are. We were tired. <laughs> I, yo, I was sick. Oh, now it's too loud. Can you turn it down just a little bit? Yo, I was sick on my little butt. <laughs> this pandemic made me butt sick. Ew, you weren't butt sick. That makes people think you have diarrhea. No, I wasn't butt sick. I was fatigue sick. Fatigued and achy, which is some of the symptoms we've heard, but you also didn't really have any of the other ones, which is like fever and respiratory issues. Well, I was out of my senses. I was out of my senses. <laughs> you I couldn't, sure were. I couldn't taste nor smell. Yeah. And I pretended like I couldn't hear you when you needed something, but I could hear you just fine. Oh, my God. I mean, what a card. Marriage humor. What a card. Which, welcome to, um, who cares about Ross and Patrick, by the way. This is our podcast. I'm and, a and, wife and he's a husband. Yeah. And, and we're going to be parents soon. Yeah. We've got, uh, you have what, 10 weeks left? Nine weeks? Oh my God. When you say it like that, <laughs> we're going to have, we're going to have a child in like two months. Oh my God. How do you feel? I'm like kind of stressed and moody today. Mm. So. What? What? <laughs> What was the trigger point? Because when I woke up, you were like on top of the world. No, no. Nobody was on top of the world. I misread it. Yeah. And you were also like half asleep. Um, well, I was going to start to tell you off mic and then I was like, you know what? Save it for the podcast. I was reading on one of my dumb pregnancy apps. Um, which like tells you like how big your baby is and like what your body's doing. <laughs> and uh, it was saying like your hormones are back like with a vengeance the way they were in the first trimester. So like oh. don't be surprised by your mood swings. Oh. So welcome you dumb bitch. <laughs> there has been an uptick in just the last like 12 hours of us. <laughs> Or like, I guess more like uh, 15 hours of us just being a little bit rude to each other. Yeah, like a little bit of just like, fuck you, cursing. I mean, still with like levity and and laughter. Yeah. But it's, it could teeter. Well, last night you... It's a teeter tot. At like 1230 in the morning, you were like, I'm going to do my toes. And you started painting your toenails. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? But I, like, I don't know why you thought that was such a big deal. It's too late for that activity. Like, who cares? Who it gives has a to, shit? It has to dry. How long does it take these things yeah, to dry? Yeah, but I slept for like two hours from like eight to ten. And so I was up. And how does it affect you? I still don't know. The rhythms. It's the rhythms of the night. And you were asleep within like four minutes of me like taking off my fucking old chipped nail polish but yet you had really strong feelings about it which I was just completely perplexed by I just have such strong sense memories of my mom uh, removing nail polish and sure. that smell like filling up the house but you didn't smell it I didn't smell it at all yeah so shut the fuck up <laughs> um, I started taking out my <clears throat> lavish earth Crystal cards? Tarot cards? Nope, they're not tarot cards. They're what I just said. Lavish <laughs> earth. 
crystal cards. <laughs> I've hit her last nerve, everybody. It only took 32 days of quarantine. No, we're coming up. It's coming up on 30 because I feel like March 14th. Yeah. March 14th was the day one. It seems like that was I'm just our gonna pull a card. All right. Pull a card. That's me shuffling. If everyone. you're not into tarot or crystals. They're not tarot cards. <laughs> yeah, but they're used very similarly. They're, they're, called, they're called crystal affirmation cards. So each card has a picture of a different crystal on it uh, and then explains its properties and like like chemical properties, but then also like what spiritual guides have decided they also represent which to be quite honest i don't even know if i believe in but sometimes it's fun spiritual okay? guides spiritual vibes that's all we're talking about and if you're not into this stuff just you, come along for the ride like you just got a fortune cookie at the chinese restaurant and you're reading your little me paper message inside <laughs> with a little bit of open-mindedness. That's all this is. Well, We're having fun. And I like these because I actually don't really know how to read tarot. Like I, I don't know how to do like a tarot spread and like read the cards. I have to look up what all the meanings are if I do try to just like pull a tarot card. But these you don't have to know how to do anything. Yeah, you, just you just shuffle them up. Yeah. You put them in your hand. You're like, show me what I need to see. Whoever's fucking listening, nobody mm -hmm. great who the, gives a shit. <laughs> the ancestors, the ghosts, Jesus This is my himself. card today. Ooh, I've never pulled this one before. Third eye agate. Third eye agate stimulates here. We are actually doing Instagram live right now, but trying not to pay attention to yeah, anyone. Can you, can you see that, guys? Probably not. <laughs> um, third eye agate. And also, nobody's watching. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. That's why we're not paying attention to it. Third eye gate stimulates the imagination and helps trans transform abstract ideas into reality. Welcome in new ideas and inspiration with this wild crystal. No limits is what magical third eye a gate says. The beautiful thing about a gate is that it keeps you firmly grounded while you imagine and dream and conspire. You have the perfect combination of practicality and wild excitement in third eye gate. Third eye gate is usually collected from riverbanks and hand polished into the eye shape. The key words for third eye gate are imagination, inspiration, ideas, limitless. Mm. And then the people that make these cards, they put a little quote around the edge that they feel like applies to these things that they've just described. And the quote is the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. Marcel Proust. Where my Proust's at? <laughs> Let me read that again so that I can pay attention Process, to this. Process, instead of leaning back and adjusting your fucking junk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where does the quote start? Holy shit, look at this bitch over here. Peggy is literally living the high life. Yeah, she's knocked out. <laughs> She's taken over one of my bed pillows. She is literally on two pillows, just like, I'm done. She's floating. <laughs> That's right. probably the most comfortable she's ever been. The real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. Oh, okay. So like you can look at the same stuff mm. repeatedly. But if you use your imagination, you can make it feel new again, or you can have a deeper appreciation for the same old shit around you. Mm -hmm. This is actually very good for the quarantine. I agree. I think so too. That's what, that's why it's like, you know, because we're stuck. It's kind of fun to pull these dumb cards, you yeah. know, like take, take what you want out of it. You can only make what you want out of it. Really? Yeah. Like if you think it's all nonsense, then yeah, it's nonsense. But if you like want a change of perspective, you know, looking at something like this can be helpful. Yeah. I'm tired. Like, we're like stuck. <laughs> We're stuck in the same routine in the same like physical space day after day after day. But it, yeah, like I think we're finding ways to find new landscapes. Yeah. I feel like this past week has been um, a little bit more of like acceptance mm -hmm. and also some of what this card is talking about, like 
doing things a little differently, seeing things differently. We have been signing on to our Hulu Pro account to watch a lot of episodes of The Amazing Race. Oh, I can't recommend it enough. It's a <laughs> it's a classic reality show where we've seen the world twice now. Yeah, I we've, actually... We've watched two entire seasons of this bullshit. I'm not picking my nose. I'm just picking the skin off of my nose. Excuse me. It's got to be done because I've really... I've gotten something started here. Yeah. You see what I'm working with? No. <laughs> Oh, now I see it. Now I see it. I would leave that for later. (laughs) You might want like a mirror or... All right, fine. Um, You know when you got a piece of skin, you just need to rip off your face? Where are my skin pickers at? Just a flap, just like a rogue flap that needs Um, to be resolved. (laughs) Is there a a skin flap card in this deck here? Um, Yeah, we've been watching a lot of The Amazing Race. Which I have found really soothing. And I think we tried to switch to Love Island last night. And I think it just made both of us like really uncomfortable and mad, to be quite honest. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's really gross. Brian loves it. (laughs) Uh, And Brian, I have many questions for you about the show. First of all, I don't think I can watch 30 episodes in a season. Yeah, we were like, oh, it must only be like six to 10 episodes. And then we start scrolling 34 episodes. They just must keep bringing new people in. And each episode is 45 minutes and there's six seasons. How on earth can we do 30? No. Listen, I love trash dating shows. But, like, the misogyny and the, like, lack of self-awareness and the fucking, like, just, like, rapey vibes yeah. are just a little too intense on the, that show. Yeah, the, the language is a little too, like, vulgar or, like, like it's just, like, men, like, actually talking the way men talk a lot of times. I that guess. That you, you would never hear normally on Like, the stereotype, I reality guess. Reality TV. Like... I mean, I would like to think, but it doesn't even, I mean, yes, of course there are men that talk like that, but I don't associate with those kind of people. And certainly not in like decades have I associated with those kind of people. Like when you watch The Bachelor or even Love is Blind, uh, there's like a layer of like men trying to put their best foot forward and be on their best behavior. Even if it's a facade, it's yeah. still, yeah, yeah, there's an attempt. They're going through the motions of like, I'm going to um, not, not talk like a jerk, you know? And then yeah. this show, they're just like, I'm going to be a total pig. This guy farted. <laughs> like <laughs> straight up. He was like, and he wasn't courting this woman he was talking to. That sounds way more respectful than any of it that's actually going on the show. But he was like wheeling and dealing for like another friend of his, I guess. And then because he thought it was funny, he like farted mid conversation. (laughs) I was like, this is literally what dudes in high school did that I was just like, why am I hanging out with these dudes? (laughs) they They all are quite young. Like I think the oldest person is like 27 or something. The oldest guy is 31. The big meathead dude who barely talks. Yeah. Which like, even though he seems like a fucking simpleton, he, he isn't actually engaging in that type of conversation. Like the rest of them are that are like literally 20 to 23. Yeah. And are like, true garbage people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like at first it was fun because they talk so absurd and like, yeah, <laughs> they're like, I might in it, you know, <laughs> saying shit like that or, well, I'm more of a scouse and I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Well, as long as you come home to this geezer, <laughs> which like, that's just fun. Yeah. Right. Like that's fun. But then that rubs off, it after, wears a, off. after a period of time and you're just like, Oh, you're all like date rapists, probably. Yeah. Like this one, like mushy, the same one who farted, mushy piece of shit who thinks he's just all charm and like he came fresh out of lock, stock and two smoking barrels, uh, claims that he has slept with 300 to 400 people. If that is even close to being true, 
There were rapes there. There were several. (laughs) I'm going to say a dozen rapes. I'm going to say at least a dozen rapes. Definitely roofies. Definitely taking advantage of women desperately under the influence. Yeah. And those guys all work in nightlife. So it's like, God knows, Either like that, they're like doormen or promoters or Either whatever. Either that or like, like British blue collar jobs. Like one of them was like a ground worker, which I guess is like construction maybe. I don't know. Lan- I don't even know. Landscaping? <laughs> I don't know what that is. Sounds like landscaping. But everyone is trash. Yeah. And the women aren't doing themselves any fucking favors. Like the only two women that kind of seem like they have any self-respect are getting no camera time. Like yeah. they're just not talking. Like if they are, they're not being filmed. I kind of don't know why they're there. Maybe for the 50,000 pounds, which just seems like a very sad amount of money to put yourself through. Yeah. That. yeah. I'd rather watch the amazing race people having cultural challenges yeah. for $1 million. Man, we have gone on some journeys. <laughs> on the amazing race, we have journeyed around the globe. We ended this season in Vegas. They always end in some shitty American place. We went back to season 15 to watch that. We've also, so we've been watching The Amazing Race. We've become invested in these teams and these personalities. (laughs) So we will then take... From from years ago. (laughs) Yeah. We will then take our efforts to Instagram or Wikipedia or fandom.com where you can research reality TV participants to see where they are now. And uh, yeah, sad. we've we've seen what families they've had. They have now. <laughs> and we like to place like loose bets on who we think is still together, who's not. Yeah. Um, there was one troubling scene that we watched. Oh my that god! Really got your blood boiling, uh, and mine. Uh, it was upsetting. It was upsetting. There was a contest where they had to go down one of those extremely steep. Uh, water slides at a water park. Where you would like, you probably lift away from the slide a little bit that it's like so steep. Yeah. And I love those things. I I did a few of those when I was a kid. Mm. I love those things. It is great. That is fun. But it is scary. Yeah. And when you're at the top of the slide, you have to sit down with the water spraying at your back and there's like the bar, you pull yourself over the precipice and you got to go down by yourself. You know, like you have to everybody's got to go on their own time, you know? And this guy, girl couple, they get up there and the girl just freaks out, has like a total, she's scared of heights. She's scared of water. She's scared of everything. And she can't, she just like, can't do it. And she starts melting down and her male partner, her boyfriend, uh, tries to shove her down. It was insane. And she, it freaks out. She gets up and he repeatedly grabs her to, it looks like he's going to literally just toss her through the mouth of this slide, which is like so dangerous. Cause if you go, if you do go with too much momentum, I guess you could pop off the whole thing. Well, and like she clearly has a phobia. She's fucking doing it in goddamn swimmies, yeah. which I don't feel like would be helpful. I think actually they would get in the way. Yeah. And, and you're a grown person. <laughs> What are you doing with swimmies? It's not like once you get into the pool at the bottom, it's not deep. Yeah. Anyway, but I also think the interesting backstory to that couple, too, is that they're like born again Christians from the South who have like never had sex. And they're just like, we've got we both have a really similar faith in Jesus. And that's what keeps us together. Mm -hmm. And then it's like fucking moment of crisis. Where is Jesus? Yeah. Okay, because this guy is abusive. He's like calling. I, I don't know if he called. Uh, yeah, he kind of called her names and stuff, and was just like being an idiot. Yeah, like you're, you're a complete moron. You're you're gonna you're gonna uh, lose a million dollars for this. You're you're too scared. You really like, don't no want a million dollars. Positive. No, yeah. like I'm here to help you and support you. Just like full rage and like shame. Shame literally tried to peel her fingers off Ugh. of the bar and shove her down. And she, I mean, mind you, she was being a child, but like, I do think that behavior was only being reinforced by the fact that this guy was being like abusive yeah. to her. She at one point, literally, this is in Dubai and there's like some security guard, like water slide staff member standing there watching all of this and she at one point while he's trying to shove her down the side she's like help me help me like <laughs> screaming it's so 
insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So they went home, and we were very interested about what happened to them. And when we found out that they immediately broke up, to no yeah. shock and surprise, they broke up at that <laughs> finish line, <laughs> like in front of the host. No, <laughs> no, it, that's what it said. It said they broke up at the pit stop. Which is funny because then after there is like some sort of testimonial afterwards that seems like it's after the fact. Yeah, and, yeah. and he's like, sounds all sweet and supportive and like he loves Christ again. Yeah. So anyway, we've gone on some journeys. <laughs> Meanwhile, that season is from 2009 and I'm pretty sure I watched it either like while I was still drinking or had just gotten so Yeah, you remembered a, some specific events from it. I love thinking of you <laughs> as an amazing race fan. My old roommate, Gerald, got me into it. He loved, Gerald loved a survivor. He loved an amazing race. Mm -hmm. He loved, which I do wonder what he thinks about this now. He loved The Apprentice. He watched The Apprentice all the time. We, we, I watched too. I, I remember watching season one devotedly. I, I thought it was so cool. Oh, I always hated it. Yeah. I, there is a part of me that wishes so desperately. I mean, I wish Joan Rivers was still with us anyway, but you know, she won one of the celebrity seasons. God, do I wish she was around for this presidency. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just wish she was around to give us some feedback and yeah. some, some humor and character assassination and guidance. I mean, she would be like a little bit more sane. I mean, she was an insane comedian and, uh, she, he, but I feel like she got to know, like she would be able to speak to him about him in yeah. a way that a lot of people can't. Yeah. But anyway, we're all over the map, huh? This is what COVID does. It's yeah. what pandemic isolation. Well, what's some of the other stuff we've watched? Maybe we could do a quick rundown of all the movies we've watched. I do have to say, Getting you into Amazing Race was like a really big deal for me. That's a huge victory. <laughs> yes. Oh, the other comment I just wanted to make about season 15 is that we watched <laughs> this whole season on our, I think it's a 40, like a 50 inch TV. What do we have? It's like a big HD TV. 52, I think. And we watched the square four by three format <laughs> yes. from 2009. Maybe uh, that should be our next season. With the bars on the side. We find when it transitions. And find that's the first widescreen <laughs> Amazing Race. <laughs> yes, that's our next season that yeah, we like watch. Yeah, like that season, they don't even have GoPros. Like the action cameras are these weird. They didn't? No, they were like these weird uh, wand-shaped action cameras that looked. This is when the nerd alert comes in. You were noticing a lot of like filming and like yeah. why are they dissolve like why is the edit dissolving like that oh the dissolve <laughs> the stylistic choice they make is when they get to the pit stop and they start commenting on their their that week's race yeah they dissolve in and out of the interview shots and the the finish line shots yes it's stupid it doesn't affect me at all it's so stupid. It's ugly. It doesn't make any sense. But I can I can understand how, you know, when it's your craft and you know the ins and outs. This is my craft. Well, it's like when I see styling choices, I'm just like, what yeah. the fuck? Why'd they do that? I don't yeah. understand. And you're like, what? What do you mean? We should comment on our favorite team, the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, we should have looked them up. What are they up to? So, was it Sky Time and uh, Big, Big Easy? Oh, high, shit. high top, <laughs> high top and Big Easy. Yeah, because he said Big Easy constantly, but the other Hang one time? we didn't hear as much. Hang time? No, I don't think so. It might have been sky high. But they were like the most charming and wonderful team and yeah. they should have won. But unfortunately, a couple from the Aryan Nation won instead. The Globetrotters are like... They're probably doing so good during this pandemic and quarantine because they just had the po constant positive yeah. uh, energy. That's the thing. It's like when one of them, there were times when one of them did really bad and the other one would be so supportive, like not mad, not resentful, just like this is part of the deal, like in such acceptance and such flight time, flight time, flight time and big easy. We love you. Also. <laughs> Uh, Big Easy's birthday is coming up on <laughs> April 15th. Are they still Harlem Globetrotters? And he's, he is, uh, the same age as me. I'm one month no older way. than Big Easy. I guess that makes sense. Cause so they were in like their late twenties when they did that. Yeah. 
Yeah, they were great. They just were always encouraging each other and like, like they, they were they, funny too. Like I feel like the stuff that they did to kind of like. <laughs> I love we're really getting into the ins and outs of like a decade old Amazing Race season. I mean, we could we could start a side podcast where we are just about the Amazing Race. Yeah, don't tempt me. Um, if you've got a Hulu account, which Patrick likes, which Patrick likes to call Hulu Pro, that's not what it's called. It's not called that. <laughs> I thought the one we have where we don't have to watch commercials. It's just, it's still just called Hulu. We just pay more. And God, it is relentless. (laughs) Although it doesn't feel relentless with The Amazing Race. It's The Bachelorette or Bachelor when you're watching that and there's no commercials and it's just constant drama coming at you. But The Amazing Race, where were we going? Where were we headed before I just was like, I can't believe we're still talking about this. I think we were still talking about how the Globetrotters are able to travel together so successfully because they're like war brothers. Oh, like they've th- they've traveled with the basketball team around the world and touring sucks, even if you're alone, but it's worse with other people because you have to deal with all these personalities. But they also kind of knew how to mess with the other contestants without it being too... Um, like fucked up or gross. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was never like they weren't like shady. They just would kind of like, if there were opportunities, like the girl who was like crying on the water slide. Yeah. <laughs> Big easy was like, he was like, yeah, don't do it. Like, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> Which was just funny, yeah. honestly. And the fucking Jesus loving freak is like, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of crap, man. No, he wouldn't say shit. Yeah. You're a piece of crap, man. I thought you were like a cool guy. Yeah. It's, it's like, so, it's so funny okay. how it's all these Midwestern contestants who don't curse. They're like, dang it. I know. I really do wonder if that is production or if it's them. No, I don't No, because they like Erica was cursing on the Cirque du Soleil thing and they just blurred her mouth. Oh, did they and, blur her mouth too? Yeah. Because she, you know, she was cursing. I do wonder as the seasons go on if you see people curse more. Because that's what we... So this is why we love the amazing, <laughs> the amazing race. Oh, does anybody care? I don't care. That's I don't this, care This you... is a thing we care about this week. <laughs> Who cares? What do we care about? It's we, literally... We care about this this week, okay? Like every day would be like, you want to go on a race? Like this is literally what got us... <laughs> Yeah, it'll if we're if we're doing separate activities, I'll say, do you, you want to? Should we go on a race? <laughs> and that signifies we're gonna watch other people yes. go on a race. Yes, um, but I don't remember what my point was now. Before all this, uh, should we comment on Sam and Dan or whatever the oh. hell their names are? Because they sucked. We hated them. They These- were cheaters, and they were. They were shady, and I hope I hope uh, something horrible happened to them. <laughs> oh my god! I'm just so glad they didn't win. I know they definitely did not deserve to win. They were these openly gay Midwestern brothers who were just fucking terrible. Ugh. Like their personalities were so awful. Although I will say, how much they fought was like comedic entertainment to a certain extent because yeah. they literally sound like like very young children fighting with you. Shut up. Like it was very that. No, don't do it like that. You keep keep doing it like that. (laughs) Like definitely not over the age of like 10. Yeah. It was, that was their style. And there's probably something to be said for going on TV in 2009. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously there's been, you know, I remember, I remember when the real world San Francisco came out and Pedro was on TV talking about being gay and HIV positive. Like that's amazing. That was like yeah. 93 or that something. Was classy reality television. Yeah. And that was cool. He was like a leader for, for the gay people, gay community and that cause and visibility, et cetera. He's like so, a lot of gay people's like first memory of a gay person on television yeah. too. So these guys are, you know, at least 15 years after that. Uh, More than, yeah. So there's been other gay people on TV, but like, I don't know, maybe it was cool to see to see that. I don't think they were doing their community <laughs> services. Yeah. Well, they also were like, at one point all the teams were like gathered around and 
they were like, okay, so we just want to like let everybody know we have something to say. We're the token gay team. And I'm just like, Okay. Yeah. Like nobody asked yeah. or actually cares that much but about that's, you. That's us with our 2020 eyes, you know? I guess so. I don't know. It seemed like they had nothing else to. <laughs> Peggy just rotated positions uh, and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. Oh my God. Thank God for Peggy. She's also. Seriously. We're the, smothering her. The Amazing Race and Peggy Pickles are keeping us alive. Right now. Yeah, pretty much. Well, so the whole thing with um, the Amazing Race is that we, when we watch it, which I recommend to anyone, whether it be roommate, significant other, etc., if you watch it, you pretend as if you too are doing these various things they have to do, which they refer to as roadblocks or detours, and the occasional speed bump if you didn't do so well <laughs> yes. on the last race, and you ask yourself, which one would we do? Which one would we do? How would we behave? Yes. What would you do if I said that to you? How successful would we be in this particular situation? Who would do this challenge? Yes. Uh, And it just keeps you engaged. At what point would you be cursing God and everyone around (laughs) you? Uh, At what point would I emotionally shut down? Mm -hmm. And we've discussed also how would we... um, Like, would my parents take care of Francis and Peggy when we go do this for an extended period yeah. of time, <laughs> which when I first got sober and I was like obsessed with the show, probably with this season that we had just, we just watched you and I, uh, I was desperately trying to convince my brother to do the amazing race with me. Mm. And he was just like, absolutely not. And I was so mad at him. And Cause I was like, I had that new, like insane sober energy where I was just like, come on, like, this will be fun. <laughs> I was like, give me a reason to live. I'm newly sober. Yeah. And, uh, he wisely was like, that's a terrible idea. Um, and in retrospect, I've said time and time again, uh, you're definitely the only person I could do it with at this point. And my brother also, if he decides to listen to this, he'll get mad at me again for saying this, even though I already said it to his face. Not to his face so much, his voice. Uh, he has a terrible sense of direction mm. and hates taking risks. So <laughs> he actually would be like the worst amazing race partner on the planet. <laughs> and you think you think you and I would get along out there? I mean, we would definitely have our spats, but I do think that we know how to like pull back out of it. Like we've had enough experience in these nine plus years Mm -hmm. to take a step back and be like, okay. Mm -hmm. Like we have our little safe words and phrases we know to kind of just like break it down. And I think because we're doing so much research right now. We know the things that might trigger us yes. so we can go in prepared yeah. with some safe words to be like, we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hun, this is a math one. You're going to want to sit this out. <laughs> go read your book. I'm like, remember, they asked for a calculator. Go ask for a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing in the clue that says we can't use a calculator. Okay. Oh. Uh. Now I'm thinking, um, I feel so bad for Big Easy and the <laughs> the puzzles, the puzzles I he know. couldn't get. I know. There was the word puzzle. And then what was the one before that? The watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Big but Easy. But also, I mean, it's like it does. There are those things that you can just see could happen to anybody because of how <clears throat> high intensity. And to be quite honest, I don't even know. If I would be, I probably would be a mental patient on that show. Yeah. <laughs> like they are not sleeping. They're like sprinting everywhere. It's like literally high adrenaline constantly, which like really fucks me up. And you also do get competitive with, with yeah. contest based yeah. things. I do. I'm yeah. trying to remember what was it we were playing where. There's a game or something we were playing where you got pretty heated. <laughs> Might have been volleyball. Is it? Um, what's it called? When we were in Martha's Vineyard and we were playing. Oh, cornhole. cornhole. Yeah. I got pretty worked Yeah. <laughs> There'd be a lot of cursing. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of cursing. A lot of me stepping away. I mean, like, 
I'm going to need to breathe mm-hmm. for a few minutes before I like come back to this. But it would make for good TV. Yeah. Speaking of good TV, you and I are at some point in the future going to be on some show on Quibi. Oh, yeah. The new streaming platform. And I think the show's been announced, so I think we can talk get, about it. Get your 90 day, uh, 90 day free membership to Quibi, y'all. Um, it's a show called Polly about polyamorous open relationships. We have no idea when it's going to air, but it has been announced that it's going to be on. And uh, we're fairly certain we're making the cut. <laughs> but do be prepared for us to check back in later and be like, well, they cut us all out of it. They decided <laughs> there were stronger options. They've decided to go another way. Oh, there was a problem on our end. <laughs> there was a technical issue. And Which, we. <laughs> yes, I was interviewed for CNN for something. And uh, the journalist, no fault of her own, no, probably some fault, but whatever, who cares? Uh, she was like, here's the link to the story. Very sorry. Very sorry to tell you there was a problem with our interview. We didn't include anything of yours, but I hope you still enjoy the story. <laughs> like, bitch. Fuck your story. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I, I'm trying to decide if I ever use that particular lie with people that I cut out <laughs> of things. Didn't work. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Our mic- we had a microphone issue. I definitely did that in interviews. If I was interviewing somebody and they weren't giving the answer good enough or whatever, Technicals. I would just say, oh, the mic messed up during that one. Could you say that answer again? And maybe this time say a little bit more about this. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, whatever. That doesn't matter so much. It does seem like they're going to use us in the show. Yeah. I've gotten like word from a, another producer that we're definitely going to be in it, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember I told you, you that. You got a scoop. You've got an inside an scoop. inside scoop. Um, but we had a Zoom interview with them the other day uh, with the producer and the director mm-hmm. Um, who are so great. They Such are so cool. Cool people. Yeah, really sweet. Really sweet, really kind. And I kind of wanted to just stay on Zoom and hang out with them. Yeah, they seem really cool and uh, creative and, and also like they aren't trying to do some sensationalized piece of shit. Yeah, this isn't going to be Love Island. If you're looking for Love <laughs> no. Island drama, no, this is just us talking about... Um, Feelings. <laughs> Which as anyone who listens to the show knows we love to do. And I'm, I, I was a little bit precious about proceeding with this thing. I, I had some terms and limitations of my own. So I. Which were fair. Which, which were totally Yeah, fair. I just basically asked like, I don't, I just don't really want to get to know Ross's boyfriend through this process. Uh, maybe one day we get to know each other in life or whatever, but like I, I, I would rather it be. You wanted it to be about us and not any other people involved. Like us talking about our experience as a couple and like, yes, we can pay respect and speak about the other people that are in our lives, but kind of making it about like this primary relationship. Yeah. I, I think they they were fine with obviously because yeah. they've continued with us. Yeah, because I, I always tell people like f- one of the tools of success that I need that helps me get through uh, through this in a way that is enjoyable for me uh, is like compartmentalization and like kind of healthy I, compartmentalization. Yeah, like deciding yeah. what what information I want to know and what information I don't, and it turns out. I would like to live in a fantasy world where mm. I'm the only man on the I'm, planet. I'm the only man on the planet. Well, you are right now. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think also are they we're like one of a few couples that they're interviewing and everybody's like poly setup is very different from each other. Yeah. So and I think that we're kind of the least um interactive with each other's partners, yeah. other partners. I think everybody else is a little bit more involved with each other, or like, yeah. m- like hang out and are like more of a community or like there's a triad, I think that might be involved or something yeah. too. Um, 
and we're like pregnant and like kind of trying to figure it out as we go. But like now we're in isolation and it's like really just the two of us. And yeah. these other romantic partners have really just kind of become more of friendly relationships that we, we check in on because we like give a shit yeah. about them. Yeah. Um, but our life is about to like dramatically change in like two months. Yeah. Um, in which I did say to you the other day, I was like, I'm going to be a slut again. Right, hon? <laughs> I, have a Which feeling, I didn't know if that upset you or not that I was asking you that. No, I think you're going to be like a slut tenfold. Oh! Like a double, you're going to be a double slut. <laughs> Poor Francis. <laughs> you're like, hon, book a sitter. I'm going out. I had a friend tell me the other day uh, that he has a friend, our, our friend, Michael Ray Solis, who we've had on the pod, uh, drag queen Cholula Lemon. Um, he was telling me about a friend that he has that they live in LA, married, have a toddler or something. And he was like, oh, I know this couple. They're married. They have a toddler and they like fuck all kinds of people and do all kinds of drugs. And I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that isn't really what I'm after, but cool. Something between what we have now and that sounds good. <laughs> like, I was like, as soon it just sounded so chaotic the way he, he stated mm. it. I was just like, is their toddler okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, do they have a nanny? Like, I don't understand. Well, there was a couple I met in this neighborhood with a toddler. Oh yeah. When you, when you were dating that other chick, right? Yeah. And I think they, it sounded a little bit like, like sane, you know, they mm -hmm. seem, they seem pretty normal and okay. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll just take, we'll take it like we do everything, which is like, see what comes up and what happens and talk about it and negotiate it. Right. Yeah. Um, a former guest friend of the show, Billy Presida is currently, uh, and he's talking about this publicly on his podcast and stuff. He's quarantining with his girlfriend and her boyfriend. Interesting. Uh, so it's the three of them in a in an apartment, uh, splitting time. I guess. How's uh, that going? He he's just been like mostly posting jokes about mm -hmm. it, so it seems to be going fine. They posted a really cute selfie yesterday. Oh, that's interesting. So is uh, one of them the primary, or is it just like an equal? I think he's secondary. Oh, okay. Uh. That is interesting. Yeah. So check out the Man Whore podcast. See if he's uh, checking in about that. He's he's posting great interviews also. Um, huh. I saw a funny meme too that was something like, oh God, I'm not going to fucking remember it correctly. Oh, it was funny. It was, oh, oh wait, what was oh, it? Wait, oh. so, so there's a cat and then in big bold letters around the cat, it says, oh, oh God, I can't remember. Hey, it was Say, oh. um, <laughs> it was the funniest thing. You're going to love it. It was it, some poly meme basically saying something to the degree of like, at least you're not stuck with the boyfriend you like less or something. Oh, yeah, <laughs> or something yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That. like, or maybe it was the reverse. Like you are stuck with the one that you like less. Sh I don't know. Yeah. Like shout out to the poly people who are stuck with the partner they like less. Yeah. Something like that. Something like, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was talking to another friend of mine who was saying that he, who he has been very like, he is always in a relationship, but also always like cheats on his relationships. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's made a very conscious choice to like, he just got out of a relationship that really like fucked him up. I think he fucked up again mm. and was having a lot of like processing and remorse about it and made a very conscious choice, like not to shack up with anybody during this time mm. and try to just like be healthy and smart and like reflect, uh, which would be, this would be an interesting time to yeah, do that. That's a, <laughs> I mean, that's a person who is a prime candidate to just read the ethical slut. Cause like, if you're a serial cheater, like in a monogamous society, like this country is pretty puritanical and monogamous. Yeah. It's a good book to read to like 
realize you're not a bad person. You just might not be a monogamous person. Well, and that might be okay to come to terms with. I agree, obviously, completely. And this is somebody that I actually had romantic oh, dealings with. Many, you were the sad piece. Many, many years ago. Yes, was, I was this person. He was cheating. It was around <laughs> season 14 of The Amazing Race. Yes. There I was. Who he, I often say he's one of the only people in my history that I have somehow managed to transition into just like a legitimate friendship with. And like, there is no nonsense anymore and hasn't been for many, many years. Uh, but booze and drugs are a big part of his deal too. So it's mm -hmm. sort of like, um, I, I do like, I think it's so tricky when you're trying to sort that stuff out and maybe you aren't a monogamous person, but like, I feel like there's so much work to do in this other thing before you even get to that. Well, yeah. Cause you know? I mean, cause maybe he is monogamous, but he just like needs to fucking look at all this other shit. Or, or maybe you're a non, you, you're a more non-monogamous person, but then on top of that is like sex addiction stuff. Right. And if that's sex a and part love of addiction, it, yeah, that could be, that could be very complicated, but you could, you could manage all that. Because you know? when I've talked to him about what we're doing, He's like, I could never do that. That's so interesting. He's like so dramatic. Like, yeah. I'm so jealous, he says. And yeah. I'm just like, you mean you couldn't communicate honestly about <laughs> all yeah. the shit you're doing on the side? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like, it's just so different. What we're doing is so different from cheating. Like, yeah. it's the opposite. It's like highly transparent, Radical. highly communicative, like, and that's not, that's not what cheating is. Cheating is lying in secrets, which yeah, yeah. is like, and I'm not saying any of this to like shame my friend. Like I love him. I think he's like an amazing person and I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> regularly. So he won't know that we're talking about him. Um, but yeah, it's just like you get stuck in that. Like I, <clears throat> I cheated a lot when I was using and because it's like, you're just stuck in this cycle of like, you're lying to yourself. You're lying mm. to other people. Like you're not making sense of anything in like a healthy way. It's all just like fucking impulsive, like yeah. lack of impulse control. And just like, I want to feel good now. Get me out of my feelings. Like I don't give a fuck. I'm, you know, I matter most. I'll like, deal with the consequences yeah. later. And by that, I mean, I won't mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and this setup, which honestly we say all the time, we could only do years later with all of the fucking work that we've done on ourselves, like mm -hmm. therapeutically, uh, requires so much work initially. I wouldn't say that it feels like a lot of work over and over again, but, uh, it may feel like a lot of work once we like get back into it whenever yeah. down the line when there's a fucking kid to negotiate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're like Dulcinea, we're back. <laughs> at what age can a kid just be in a car seat for a few hours at a time out on the street? Like two? No time. Around no two? No time. <laughs> There's no time that's safe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's no time that's safe. That's how children die. Well, not a hot car. I would crack the windows. Even still. Would you ever take the baby on a date? Not a sexual one, no. Like a walk in the park, something like that? If you were okay with it, yeah. Yeah, do I want my child meeting... My boyfriend. You can take the baby, but he can't look at her. He can't <laughs> touch her. You keep the bonnet down. No contact. I mean, that is an interesting conversation because he has expressed interest in wanting to be able to like meet her yeah. at some point, you know? And no, I definitely would never want to bring the kid with me on like a date, mm -hmm. but like a stroll about that feels friendly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'll feel differently once she's here. I mean, I do feel myself starting to lean more toward like the abundance of love kind of approach to yeah. this stuff where like, like we've talked about, like there's a 
a partner of mine that we still are all friendly with on Instagram and stuff. And every time she posts like a picture of her and her boyfriend, I'm just like so happy for her. And Mm -hmm. she seems so happy in the new city she lives in. And it's just really cool. And it's like, it feels like this special bond we all share. Um, Did she, did she move? No, she's in, she's just not in this city anymore. And, uh, and I, I think like, eventually and especially with a child it's like who knows maybe as we're all become more adults because there is a certain part of all of this that I think is me trying to um avoid aging it's like well Mm. if I'm having like hot crazy sex like then I'm not gonna be almost 40 you know I'm still in my 20s or whatever I don't know what that mentality is but as we all I think it does keep us young though yeah you know, and, and not in a bad way. Yeah. Uh, but as we become parents and we become middle-aged people, uh, maybe like the, the community aspect of these poly relationships can be um, embraced. Like, like, you know, it might be nice if, if you're having a, a, a walk in the park date with the kid and I'm on a, on some other date that yeah. is, is the more racy version of that yeah. or, or vice versa. Yeah. So I think it all depends on who the people are too. It's like that partner of yours from back in the day was like really cool and progressive and open and like really respected me and our relationship. And you can you like, you can get a sense of that from from mm-hmm. that person. And I mean I I feel that way about my other partner now. Like I think especially now that he's in like a committed relationship like uh you know, he like bought us some face masks because he like wanted us both to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I know you still want to like compartmentalize him, but like he asks about you, he asks how we're doing, like, you know, he gives a shit about us as a family and as a couple. And he's like, not trying to like take that. He's Mm -hmm. not trying to impose on that in any way, you know? Um, and I was actually talking to another partner, female partner of mine who we had a little (laughs) with, uh, we were, we had a laugh. We We had had a laugh laugh over coffee. Um, I was talking with her on Instagram the other day and she was like asking how the pregnancy was going and like how we were feeling. And, uh, and it's just like, I don't know. I think it's cool to be able to like have sex with people and it like not be dramatic. Yeah. Like that you can have, and it also doesn't have to just be like one night stand dismissive of somebody. Like, you can have this kind of like friendly, respectful relationship with somebody who also like you have an attraction to and you've slept with. I wish I learned that skill in <laughs> my twenties because ago. yeah, there's like two two women come to mind who I was like friends with in college, and then like one drunk night, yeah, separate drunk nights, but drunken nights where we were out with friends, and then we ended up sleeping together, and it did make things weird yeah. because of me mainly yeah. uh, women I, I noticed tend to be way more evolved than us and seem to be <laughs> able to be like, Oh, who cares? That was a thing. And actually one of them I didn't sleep with. It was just like a make out and a mm-hmm. taxi ride home. And I got so weird about it. I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't be friends with her anymore. What? I, I don't well, think I consciously you- thought that, but it's too bad. I didn't know. I think I always knew like casual sex is a thing, but I wish I felt more confident about just going for it and being like, yeah, like, I don't think I want a relationship with you, but let's have some fun with this. But it's also like all the messages were sold around that sort of stuff too. like casual sex. I think in like a puritanical way is thought of as like, one and done. Like you just dismiss it. There's no, there's no, structure structure carrying over or just just being fucking respectful of each other you know and then it's like if you get the sense that this person wants more than casual sex like be respectful of that person have some boundaries and be like i don't think it's a good idea yeah you know and then hope or that person is able to like set a boundary but it's like when you're that age and it's like you're drinking and it's like 
nobody's teaching us this, you know, it's just like, get what you can in the moment. And like, and certainly the messages are like, women take what you can get and men like women are going to want too much from you. So like you better shut it down or ignore them. Yeah. You know, so it's not this conversation of like boundaries and mutual respect that can happen within having casual sex, quote Mm -hmm. unquote, you know, like it just, it's the language is just not fucking there. Yeah. And one of them, I just wish I could, uh, bang now. No, (laughs) well only, only from in the sense, only in the sense that, I know it was bad that for that the one time we did you need, it. You need to make up for it. Yeah, I'm like, oh man, I was like so drunk and like just like condom sex can be awkward. Like trying to figure out how to use a condom properly, which like you've managed perfectly fine now. Yes, in many, yes, yes. You're like we're not yeah. promoting no condoms here. No, I'm just like yeah, just. Uh, it was it was not great, and I wish I would have uh, shown her a better time. That's nice. Is what I mean. That's nice. I mean, I I do hope we can like have these conversations with our daughter. That it's like sex. I was is- just gonna ask you that. Could you imagine saying this to your daughter <laughs> when she's like eighteen or nineteen or I don't know thirty five, and you're like, look, if you want to have casual sex. Well, I think I think those conversations have to start even earlier just about self-esteem and like not settling mm-hmm. and that like wanting to experiment and have different kinds of relationships with people is perfectly acceptable but like not at the sacrifice of like what feels most important to you. Like yeah. I think which I mean that's a lesson you have to learn yourself, I'm sure, but that wasn't something that was ever talked about to me about like self-worth and self-esteem and that like you have a say in the matter. And if somebody isn't respecting you, you can just be like, no, thanks. Like, yeah. I'm, and maybe it takes a couple shitty situations of being like, oh, that person really did not treat me well. And I actually didn't have to like stick around for it. Cause I didn't even have that language when I was like a young person. So I feel like at least bringing that up to her and just being like, this might sound really complicated and like not even something you're thinking about, but I just want to like bring up these topics to you. If you're like willing to listen, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You can handle all that. (laughs) Or just play these old episodes for her and she'll be like, Oh God. (laughs) Shut it off. Mama. Oh man. All right. Well, I picked my crystal card. Oh, okay. I picked Shatukite. Ooh. Shatukite. <laughs> Use Shatukite to open and strengthen the lines of communication and to bring discernment to the table along with the ability to see all sides of an issue. A beautiful stone to use when fear of speaking your truth has created mm. physical issues or the feeling of being unimportant and not being heard. Freeing the throat chakra can help with thyroid, vertebrae, and a variety of other issues that radiate from this area of the body. Mm. A copper silicate, shattuckite, was first discovered in the Shattuck mine in Bisbee, Arizona in 1915. Interesting. Keywords, communication, throat chakra, discernment. The quote on the outside says, there are things to be said that enrich the whole, that enrich the world and things that need not be said. Mm. Joni Mitchell. Oh, uh, Joni. More, one more time, because I can never absorb a quote. I get it. There are things to be said that enrich the world and things that need not be said. Joni Mitchell. Is Joni trying to tell me not to overshare with my daughter? <laughs> yeah, she's like, you know, does it need to be said? Pull back. Pull back. <laughs> does it need to be said by me? Does it need to be said by me right now? <laughs> um, hon, I think this has been a really good episode. Yeah, that was an amazing race of episodes. To it my was, shock and awe. It was a real journey. Yeah. We actually even talked about like sex and love, which. Start talking about sex. My hon wakes right up. <gasps> Woo! I mean, we were more talking about like the ins, the outs, the dynamics. Yeah, sex is all about ins and outs, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I'm that guy from Love Island. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We're sorry we took some time off. Uh, well, we're not sorry. We just took some time off. Yeah. I and mean, we, you guys we missed get it. You. We missed you. This was really, it felt really good to sit back down and, and do this for real. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we'll feel up to it again next Sunday. But if not, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. Be safe out there. Wear, wear a mask. Wear your mask. Stay six feet away from each other. Stop spitting. Only send one person out to do grocery shopping. Everybody doesn't need to go. Yeah. If the park looks busy, if you live near a park and it looks busy, don't go. Yeah. You know, if you can't keep six feet away from each other, just don't do it. And check out the Amazing Race. Let us know what you think. <laughs> Seriously. Pick a random season and like let us know what you think because it is fucking great. There's 29 to pick from. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take care, everybody. Love you. Bye. Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bang, 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 bang.